Hey, it's Dan here. If you want to hear this episode of the Backchat Podcast without ads and get extra content that no one else gets, head to backchatstudios.com.au where you can sign up as a patron and access all of our bloody good merch. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I tell you what, that is ringing in my ears. Friday night, Southern River Band, play with the darkness. I don't know who listens to this show. Don't know if you know who the darkness is, but it was one of my favourite bands growing up. They coupled with our boys that play the theme song here on the Shelter Footy Cast. And I'll tell you what, it was one of the best concerts I've ever been to. Yes, my voice is a bit fucked from it, but that's okay. Yes, and I just dropped an F-bomb. Sorry about that. Shelter Footy Cast, here we are. Will Schofield, Hamish Brayshaw. How are you, mate? Fantastic. Good to be back. I'm disappointed I wasn't down there with you. I've got to be honest, I went by myself, didn't awesome. drink. So I was sober, solo, and I still had the best time, best time ever. ever. It was really good. Cal. I like it. Cal, the lead singer, got us down there, hung out with his mates, his mum was down there. So you got to understand, right, Cal, the lead singer of uh, Southern River Band, he's like, you know, grown up with the darkness. He sort of, you know, has a bit of darkness about him. The lead singer, uh, last name Hawkins, very similar. So like playing together, they had him play, I believe, in a thing called Love. They had him play like the guitar solos oh, out there with the boys. Dream come true for like, him. Mum's crying, sister's crying, it's all happening. Anyway, that's the Southern <laughs> River Band. They are, they are from Thornley. The best thing to come out of Thornley since, oh, who knows? The best thing to come out of Thornley. <laughs> Absolutely. We do, this, we do this every Monday and Thursday. We've been doing it for the footy season. Um, now we're just shifting into sportland. So there's plenty going on. There's basketball, there's cricket, there's AFLW. Uh there's still a bit of AFL in the pipeline here. Yeah, and there. absolutely. So we're going to get into that sort of stuff. Pretty much this podcast will become your resource as a footy fan during the men's season into everything else that happens over, over summer. So we'll cover everything. We'll get into cricket big time. Haven't told Hammer this, so Hammer will be here regularly, but not all the time because we've got some cricketing, I would say, superstars coming in to sit in your chair yep. every now and then. Who we got? I can't tell you, mate. Fair so, enough. Yeah. So no more. Yeah, very good. So we do this every year, twice a week. Um, you can find us on YouTube. You can follow us on Instagram, footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au is our email. Shelter, born and brewed in Bustleton, WA. Let's get into it, Hammer. The big moments of the round, even though I'm saying we're going to do footy uh, less. There was a big footy moment last week, over the weekend. Yep. Brett Ratton just sacked. <laughs> out of nowhere. Randy Orton style. What? Genuinely out of nowhere. <laughs> Unbelievable. What, I, I, both of us being in footy land, 
So it's the equivalent. St Kilda would have finished August. Yep. And you've gone into off season as a player. Yep. You're well and truly into your off season programs. You're probably actually thinking about coming back, especially as a team that didn't make finals. Yeah. Well, I mean, at West Coast, there's plenty of the boys drip feeding through now doing stuff. And it'd be just like, yeah, see my saying, boys, I've been given the. They've done an internal review that have that has apparently just. Laid it Materialised all on out of nowhere And they've sacked their coach <laughs> just For like a, eight weeks into off season Hand up who, who would have thought It was a good idea To do the internal review Before signing him For two years At the start of the season So not only is it a big uh, Big deal of course uh, Brett Ratton getting sacked But I think a bigger deal Especially to West Australian fans Of this podcast Yep Ross the boss Ross live. the boss Could be back in the mix he, he, he is floated as The number one candidate For this job Back at the box in the St Kilda office. You've got a bit wow. of Fremantle connection. Yep. How do you reckon? Uh, how do you reckon people both at St Kilda and Fremantle are thinking about Ross the boss coming back to be in charge his second time around? Well, I don't think Fremantle overly care. To be perfectly honest with you. Um, <laughs> yes, that is correct. I think I think the people at St Kilda would be all for it. I mean, he's a good coach. He's done that. He's done it before. I think it's a certainly would be a different mould than uh, Brett Ratton. Uh, speaking to a few of my mates at St Kilda, he was you know personable and they all loved him and they you know he was a really nice sort of a, a new schoolish coach. I think he changed a lot since his um, previous gigs, but uh, I don't know if you'd get a new school Ross or you'd get the old uh, drill sergeant. But well, uh, well, I think it'd be good for him. We've spoken to some players that played at Freo during Ross's time and. From all reports, and again, you, you could be right, we could get new Ross. But <laughs> I don't old, think so. old Ross was, if he loved you, he loved you. Yeah. Right? He had his, had his boys and in the team. The other half, probably similar similar to Hamish Brayshaw's experience in the, in the corridors, don't speak to you. Like literally, no. Ross Lyon, yeah, I couldn't say that about anyone at West Coast. Ross Lyon used to walk past people without even saying hello. Oh, God. I got a funny story from him, and it, I might, I'll have to beep out a swear word in it. But No, no. Actually, I, don't, I, I just apologize for swearing, but you can't okay, swear. Okay, cool. So <laughs> it was in a team meeting after a loss, and the non playing boys were in there, and a kid called Luke Valenti, who's now back in South Australia, was this was his first season. And they are, you sit up in your little fishbowl and watch the game, and they'd lost at Optus. Walked down, he was in the rooms afterwards, and had his sunny flicked on the top of his head sitting in the room like everyone's pretty disappointed Ross is walking around like not happy with the with the game he Luke is sitting about in the middle rolling around just sort of pointing through boys you know Monday you know blah 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 Blakers and he points at Luke doesn't say his name loses Sonny's (laughs) and just keeps talking keeps going about his rant and Luke's just sitting there like oh jeez who's Who's got the sunnies on? What idiots brought sunnies into the room? Oh, my God. <laughs> and anyway, he's in the middle. So there's plenty of blokes above him that can see. The guys at the front have turned around to see who's got the sunnies. Luke's turned around to see who's got the sunnies. Got them on his head. Ross keeps talking, keeps talking. <laughs> and then about maybe 30 seconds later, goes around to one more bloke and, and brace your bar. Lose the fucking sunnies, mate. <laughs> and he goes, just sh- takes them off, puts them in the pocket. Oh, boy, that would have been... Just <laughs> one of the great stories. <laughs> did did oh. Luke Valenti ever play a game? I don't know. Well, don't if he did, so. we know why. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh, that's very good. So, St Kilda players, that's what you've got to look forward <laughs> yeah. to. Do, Lose, not bring do not bring sunnies into the meeting. Oh, that's very good. Oh, so, the other candidates for this job, uh, Luke Beveridge is apparently up yeah. there. Yep. I, I don't see how that works. Nah, like, neither do I. Unless we've got another AFL club sacking the yeah, coach with correct. eight weeks into an off-season. Yep. Um, the connections there are kind of loose. Did he used to play for St Kilda? Is that outrageous? 
could be really outrageous by me. It could be just very see, outrageous. Just see, Dan, if you could have a quick look and see the connection to Luke Beveridge. But I, I think that's a strange one. Yep. Um, the top of the list for your assistant coaches around the league, which um, would make sense for a St Kilda side, if you know, for, for mine, like get get a get a get a know, really good top assistant, assistant yep. coach in mm-hmm. there. Adam Uze. Adam Uze. There you go. Right. So. Adam Uze is at Melbourne, I believe. Yes, he Been is. Been there for yep. quite some time, premiership assistant coach. Mm-hmm. I saw something come across the table for Adam Uze, and it was from one of these AFL uh, meme pages. And it said, Adam, I know you've been uh, nominating for some of the head coaching roles around. You haven't got one. I could have found <laughs> the reason why. Adam Uze, in his Twitter profile, yep. Adam Uze, assistant coach at Melbourne, maddest dog. Ten exclamation marks! <laughs> what? what? <laughs> maddest Adam Uze, maddest dog, and you've had a bit of a search around. He never played for the Bulldogs. He was a, he played at Shepherd and uh, United Footy Club, which is the Demons, not the Dogs. I've tried to search his school's mascot, can't find that. That's the only one that I think potentially could have been the Dogs. Right. So we and think Uze is the maddest dog. We think if St Kilda want to hire Adam Uze, he may need to Change alter this Twitter, Twitter profile. profile. So he's up there. Robert Harvey, the favourite son, Brownlow medalist with St Kilda, of course. Yep. Could be games record holder. Stewie Lowe's up there as well, but I think Robert Harvey's right yep, up there. I think he is. Um, Lenny Hayes, his name's been thrown about. Another yep. favourite son. So, Gun, I like, loved him. I, I'd love he to see. So good. I, personally, I'd love to see like a favourite son return. Yeah, that'd be thing. nice. That'd be good. I mean, it's sort of similar ilk to Ross Lyon, sort of, but not really. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll whip through these. Mark McVeigh, Dean Solomon. Uh, uh, I said Scott Graham, but it's Scott Burns. Scotty Burns. Leon Cameron, Don Pike, James Hurd, Nathan Buckley. I mean, James Hurd and Nathan Buckley, surely not. No, I think Nathan Buckley's ruled himself out. Yep. James Hurd's probably done that by his actions at Essendon, so Correct. I don't think he'll be getting picked up. Don Pike. Saw him at the 92-94-06-18 reunion on Saturday. You would have asked him about that, I'm sure. Definitely had my microphone in there. So here's the audio now. No, I didn't speak to Pikey specifically about that, but I did ask him about his time at Sydney, and he he absolutely loves it. Yep. Spoke about the shockingly expensive uh, housing market over there. Like (sighs) When he moved over, he he said, to get a place for me and the wife to be comfortable in, I was paying three grand a week rent. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I got a mate paying $1,100 for a two by one over yeah, there. That's outrageous. Unbelievable. So, Pikey, I think, other than the housing uh, market, is happy with his time yep. over in mm-hmm. Sydney. So, I think he's out. Leon Cameron, I think that could be an interesting appointment. Yeah, it could be. Would it happen? Maybe not. Luke Beveridge. Played forty five games for St Kilda. There you go. Right, I knew I, I knew I was there. He was a three three club player. St Kilda, the journeyman, Melbourne, Footscray. So forty two for Melbourne, thirty one for Footscray. So he's still. I mean, he's played games for the Bulldogs as well. So I, I just don't yeah. see him going to St Kilda because he played a few games there. Yeah. Okay. Correct. The other sort of things that we're going to preview here on the Shutter Footycast: uh, the T Twenty World Cup that gets underway yep. in Australia. Yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. <laughs> Currently underway. <laughs> yes, that is right. Uh, Namibia, huge upset in the first game of round one. We're going to do a preview of the World Cup. Yep. Uh, just after we get through this, Hamish Brayshaw, Will Schofield, Shelter Footy Cast. West Coast and Fremantle wrap. So there's mm-hmm. still a little bit going on in Clubland we need to cover. West Coast women's yep. team uh, played, of course, on the weekend. Yep. You were in Melbourne for that. Mm-hmm. couple of things. Yep. Talk to me about the thing. The nails guys. paint. Yep. Uh, so Pride Round was on the weekend. Yes. Uh, so we all played. There were three games back to back to back at Icon Park in Carlton. Really? So we played Geelong, which was a, a win for us because Tri- we didn't. Triple didn't, header. Yeah. We didn't have to go out to G-Town. Uh, it was. So they beat us by nine points, but it was Pride Round. So they uh, the girls had 
bought some nail polish in Friday night before the game, and uh, and Michael Pryor, our head coach, <laughs> refused to get his nails done, and uh, I said, right, there you go, no worries. I was going to so say, got, it's unlike you to buy into something that the team Nah, I hate buying in. All, so I got the pride flag here and got the trans flag on this one, but uh, yeah, all the girls did different colours on their nails and uh, and went out there and had a good time. Of all reports, West Coast like, pretty pretty competitive against a pretty good team in July. Yeah, we, um, we fumbled the ball a little bit and gave them some good looks going inside 50, and... The, them kicking 10 points certainly helped us. But, uh, you know, to be still in it with uh, in the last quarter, I think we coughed up a goal in the third that was in the goal square and they kicked one. So, But nine points at the end of the day against a pretty good side is not too bad. So that's a couple of close losses for us. The West Coast women's teams looked like it's improved from last year. Definitely. Correct? Yeah, definitely. So we won one game last year. We've only won two this year, but we've been we've lost two games by three points. We lost on the weekend by nine. Richmond the week before, we, um, we were six points in it with, you know, 10 minutes to go in the last quarter. So... We've been in more games than we've been out of, so it's um it's certainly we're tracking on the way up. How have you time? How have you found your time? Um, midfield assistant coach, midfield coach at the women's team. Yep, yep. it's uh, I've enjoyed it. I mean, it's it's certainly different going from a men's environment to the female environment in football. Um, there's not a lot of egos in it, and everyone's sort of really really willing to learn. Uh, and I think, especially my midfield group, anyway, we've just sort of I feel like there's been a pretty steady increase in the way we've gone about our football. Um, I've got a lot of the leadership in my group. So uh, Emma Swanson, Ash McCarthy, Bella Lewis are all in my group and they're our, they're our leadership team. And, um, and Dana Hooker as well comes through there. And so I've got a lot of experience in, in terms of the group. There's a, the younger girls are in the forwards and the backs. But um, yeah, they're, they're really willing to learn. They're hungry. They, they want to get better. And, and I think that's probably the biggest thing about them. They're always in that there's a limited amount of hours we can be in as a team, but on, you know, in their own time, they can do whatever they want, and they're always texting, calling. What can we do? What can we do? So they're, um, yeah, they're really eager and excited. Is that limited time like mandated by the league, or is it just like yeah. because the girls have got jobs outside? Well, yeah, because it's not full time yet. There's a limited mandated time that the full team can be in, and I, I'm not sure what the hours are exactly. I think it might be 20 a week or something that you can be in as a group, um, including uh, inclusive of game day. But you know, they've got full access to the facility, so whenever they want to come in, they can come in, and I work there full time. So it's a uh, yeah. There's certainly a lot of girls out there that are trying to get the best out of themselves. Very good, um, Chris Judd, named Juddy. in the Sports Australia Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. So Juddy was also at the reunion. Had a quick chat to him about that. A big honour. Um, someone on the day threw out second ever AFL player to be named in the Sports Australia Hall of Fame. Yes, had a bit of a f- fact check. The statement is correct. The statement is factually correct. It's just a little bit misleading. Yeah, so he's the second AFL player to be named in the Australian Hall of Fame, uh, Sports Hall of Fame. Who's uh, the first? Tony Lockett. Yes. But there is uh, a plethora of VFL players that Very have been good. in there. So Barry Cable's in there, Polly Farmer's in there, Ron Brassi's in there, Bob Skilton's in there. It's like the, the greats of the greats. Yeah, the greats of the greats are in there. And, you know, for Jody to be in with them is a massive honour. Yeah, like, I don't... I certainly look at Chris Judd as one of the best players I ever played with, yep. two-time Brownlow medalist and captain at two clubs, you know, done everything. But look at modern footy. Is he the best modern footballer of the last you – know, Tony Lockett and then through. Is it Chris Judd at the top? Well, I think clearly it is. I think it is Chris Judd at the top only because Gary Ablett has recently retired. Give Gary another 10 years and I think he's up there. Give Buddy 10 years since he retired. Yeah, Buddy's not retired. And yeah, he's right. in there. But – I think it's tough to look back on the old yeah. VFL guys because they've got such an aura about, you know, Lee Matthews. I never saw him play, but all you hear is just stories about how he was the best player ever and yeah. then Jack Dyer, how courageous he was. And I've seen Chris Judd play and I'm, you know, I think he's fantastic, but there's not that forgotten aura almost about him and you can't, you can, you can embellish a little bit with stories, but uh, you can't really because you 
we've all seen him. He was in the votes probably for the 92-94-06-18 reunion. Um, yep. Best on ground, John Worsfold. Mm-hmm. Uh, last to leave, John was, I believe. Yep. Chris Judd, oh, probably a one vote Juddy. Um, two votes, uh, Brett Hetty, always very um, yep. vocal. Um, it was quite funny. There was Brett Hetty was the 1997 goal kicker, was he? No, that was Mitch White. Yeah, I had some Mitch. funny fact quiz and wow. Brett Hetty popped up for something. Can't remember what it was. Sorry, Brett. Nickname Jobby. Uh, figure that one out. Fremantle. <laughs> uh, let's get into Frio. So I commentated this game, Fremantle v uh, Collingwood. Went mm-hmm. down by 29 points. It was a closer game than that. Um, Frio failed to kick a goal, uh, yep. which, you know, that, that, that doesn't seem like it was a good game. It was actually quite good to watch. Frio's pressure was good. They've won them one game this year, so... They've been really competitive for the Us. first. Yeah, there you go. Cheers. Come on, boy. Come on, guys. Come on. For, for seven seasons of the AFLW, Freo have been an incredibly competitive side. Mm-hmm. They've, they've fallen off a bit of a cliff this year, but um, they have kind of been trailblazers a little bit in this state, given West Coast was late to the party, yep. um, given, given a license by the AFL. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they're not going well this year. Who, who is doing well this year in the AFLW? Who are the, who are the two of the teams to beat this year? Well, before I get to that, Fremantle, just to touch on Fremantle really Very quickly, good. they've had they had ten or eleven injuries in their main list for a squad of thirty. They had a, they had to reach in and get a Waffle W player to top up for them on the weekend, That's and they right. had their three emergencies were top ups. So the cliff has come pretty quickly, but there's some pretty obvious reasons as to why that's happened. They're still a very exciting team. They've got some good players in there, but uh, yeah, to be tough to be playing, with tough to be playing with only twenty on your list that are fit and available. So yep. it's uh, it's tricky. But um, so there's their excuse. Um, Adelaide on top. Adelaide. Uh, I think it might be Brisbane, Brisbane on top. Adelaide. So Brisbane. Brisbane, Adelaide, Melbourne are your top three. Yep. They're, um, I think they stand a class above everyone else. Um, Geelong are a good side there, right? I think they might be fourth or fifth. Uh, who else is playing pretty good footy? North Melbourne are playing really Collingwood well. Collingwood are in the top Collingwood, three. Yep, Collingwood are playing third, well. I think they're after that win. I, I, yeah, I think they're your top th- I think your top three stand out as Brisbane, Adelaide and Melbourne. And the, I th- those three have been a good side. They've like been, forever. from the beginning, they've right. been really, you know, they've been foundation clubs and I think the reason they're so good is they're, they've obviously played a, not, a lot with each other but they're fit, they're super fit, they're all, they all work together as a group and, you know, they've got some star quality players that have just been attracted to the successful sides. So um, you look at the midfield at Adelaide um, and Hatchard, Ebony Marinoff, they're all like they run around and get 35 a game and just take the mickey out of it. So they're, yeah, they're good sides. When does finals start? How many rounds left? We've got two rounds to go. Yep. Yeah, two rounds to go and then roll into finals. So it'll be, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see who wins it. But I, my tip at the moment, I don't think anyone will knock Brisbane off there. Their whole list just runs deep. They've got tall forwards that can kick goals. They've got midfielders that spread hard, and their defenders are rock solid. So they'll be tough. Difficult to, to develop a list. Yeah, um, mm. FLW. If you're coming from a, a startup club, uh, competing against these sides that have been doing it for five years longer than you, maybe. Yeah, definitely. And I think, especially looking at West Coast, when in the inaugural season of AFLW, the I think there were every team got a marquee player, and I believe that eight of the marquee signings were from West Australia. So WA, that was the first year that their state team had beat Victoria and they had a lot of really good players, Chelsea Randall. Uh, so I think each club got two. Right. So Chelsea, Chelsea Randall, Emma King, a lot of these really good players across the comp, uh, comp only two of them could go to Freo. So they had um, Cara Antonio and Turbo, uh, Kiara Bowers, went to Freo and then everyone else, the Victorian teams, Brisbane teams, they all just picked of the... Um, 
of the rest of the West Australians. And so once they're already set and established at these clubs, it's really hard for us to draw them back. Well, that's interesting comparing to the, the men's startup, West Coast, for instance, in 87. <coughs> they had they had pick of the lot. Mm. Like they, they, it was the opposite. They yeah. got all the West Australian guys. Yeah. It was effectively a WA team. Mm. The, the guys from 92 basically said 92 premiership, almost every player is West Australian. Yeah. And, and that's a little bit about <coughs> the VFL guys were <laughs> cracking the shits about it because – uh, it was. It was. They had pick of the bunch. Whereas the AFLW hasn't been like that. They've mm. started a whole league. Yeah, hasn't been starting one one team. And yes, there's been some startup clubs that have come through. And we've got some new teams this year. But um, yeah, it's, I, I just do look at that and look at the development and think it's difficult for these teams to compete when you don't have a. It's not based on state. It's not based on. Mm. It's still a bit of a free for all. So. It's been a been a better year for West Coast. Yeah, put it that way. Yeah, it certainly has. And then hopefully at the end of the year we can get the allure of coming back home to uh, a few of the stars out there. AFLW, if you're back in again, which I'm sure you will be before uh, the season's over, we mm-hmm. will get through that and have a bit more of an update. Now let's get to the T20 World Cup that kicked off on Ooh, the yeah, weekend. Um, Namibia, the big, mighty Mibs, yep. big, the mighty Mibs. They had a big upset over Sri Lanka. Off Sri Lanka, yeah, Sri Lanka. I thought, oh, um, I was surprised that they were in the uh, the group one. I but uh, I didn't really keep up to date with the inclusion into the actual main group. Right. So I've got to be honest. Um, people know who's hear me speaking enough. I'm not a huge cricket fan. Yep. So I was coming sure. into this World Cup. Um, I didn't know what was going on. Yeah. Okay. And so I don't know if anyone else is like listening. They're like. Don't particularly know what's going on. Like, why is Namibia playing Sri Lanka? When's Australia's first game? How's yeah. this whole thing work? So I thought maybe we could give a bit of a preview yep. as to what is actually going on in this tournament. Sure. So there's two groups. Yeah. There's, so group, there's group one, one and, group and group two. two. Group two automatically qualified. So there's yeah. been qualifiers over the last little while. And they, they did a competition in the UAE yeah. last year yeah. to, to lock Ted in to mm-hmm. group two. Mm-hmm. Australia's in that. England's in that. All yep. the favourites are in that. I'll Pakistan, tell you. Pakistan, I'll Afghanistan. tell you exactly who's in it. Um, Afghanistan, Australia, England, New Zealand. India, um, Bangladesh, India, Pakistan, South Africa. Yep. So, so all the big cricketing nations. Yep. Big cricket sides are in Then there. in group one, which is what's happening right now, yep. you've got people trying to qualify, teams trying to qualify for the Super 12s. So mm-hmm. the top two of group A and group B will go through to the Super 12. So group A is Namibia, Netherlands, Sri Lanka, UAE. Yep. So Namibia beat Sri Lanka. Um, Netherlands, Netherlands won in a nail biter last. Oh, I saw that. So Netherlands, um, that was a cracking game. So they've they've said at the start of this that Sri Lanka is the favourite to go through here, but Namibia Namibia beat, knocked them off. So that hurts Sri Lanka. And no you question. only play teams once. So mm. the top two from each of these go through. Group B is Ireland, Scotland, West Indies, Zimbabwe. You'd think the West Indies and Zimbabwe get through that. <clears throat> That's correct. So once that gets through this week, so they've got um, Group One playing this week, October sixteen to twenty one. Um, in Geelong, yep, and Hobart. Mm-hmm. So that's why you. That's why the girls weren't playing down at home. Yeah, that's why we Geelong. weren't playing at Geelong because there was a cricket pitch in the middle of it. Very good. So um, once that happens, the top two will go through to the Super Twelves, mm-hmm. right? So the Super Twelves, everyone plays everyone once. Yep, and the the top four teams finals go through the semi-finals. Yeah, I didn't realize it was cutthroat and, and as knockout as that. Mm. Well, it's. I think it's just the best, the easiest way to do it. The are best way going, to go. Are you going to go to any games here in Perth? Because Perth's got yeah, some games here. Yep, we're going to go to a couple of games. Do you know? Do you know who's played here? I think we've got. I don't know if we got England. Well, England were here over the weekend for um, what was that for? That was that was a lead up. That was a lead up T twenty. Did yeah. you go to that? No, I didn't go to that. I watched that, but um, oh yeah, I'll go to a game. I don't know when, but I'll go. If so <coughs> the favourites, right? Mm-hmm. The favourites. Who do you think the favourites are? 
I would say Australia and New Zealand are the favourites. Australia have come in ranked sixth in wow. this tournament, right? And they won the last one, Home correct? Home means bugger all, hey? So Australia defending, defending champions, Justin Langer took them to that and then got himself yep. sacked somehow yep. uh, by the team there. So they're sixth on the ICC's official team rankings. Yep. So I don't know if it's like a defending premier coming in to an AFL season. Yeah. So like they don't look like they are. England, no, on the other like hand. England, England are right up there. England are right up there. Mm-hmm. India. Good India team. are always good, aren't they? They're yes. good at all cricket. They've got a billion of them. They can all play. What <clears throat> What happens if it rains? Well, there's no delays, so they don't have any. Um, they don't have any set aside games. So I think they split the points if they can't play on a special. They can't game. play well. Yeah, so over east, it's pissing down rain at the moment. Isn't yeah, it? there's floods over there. But if they get a certain amount of the, I can't remember what at what point during the game they get through the Duckworth Lewis. Or the Duckworth Lewis Stern theory nowadays. Do you want to run us through that theory, Hamish? Oh, mate, I'll do it as best I can. The way it works, <laughs> <laughs> there's no way you know how it works. Nah, the way it works is it's a it's an algorithm that is based upon how many overs you've got left and how many wickets you've got left and the probability of making a certain score and the rest of your projected. So it's like Pythagoras, Pythagoras's theorem. Uh, yeah, well. A squared equals C squared is A squared plus B squared, sort of. Uh, I'm not actually 100% certain. As I think the batting team to start with has to set a total, and then if the bowling team then bats next and then it rains at over eight, I think the Duckworth-Lewis-Stern comes in to project what would have happened. I'm not sure. So there'll be two semifinals at the end of everyone playing each other at yep. once. Um, the semifinals will be played in Sydney and Adelaide with the grand final at the MCG. If mm-hmm. Australia make... Uh, the final four, yep. they'll play the first final in Sydney mm-hmm. and the other teams will play in Adelaide. If they don't make the final four, it'll be um, Sydney, be Group 1 versus Group 2, uh, mm-hmm. the runner-up. So the yep. winner of Group 1 be runner-up of Group 2. Group 2 winner versus Group 1 in Adelaide. Final at the MCG. Perth a bit snubbed there? Like why, yeah. Why, why does... Is that so the rankings th- of cricket, cricketing great grounds around Australia? Is, is, is Optus Stadium fourth behind those Adelaide Oval, SCG and MCG? Probably. Yeah, no, as I said, I yeah. was like, yeah, probably is. Probably Adelaide Oval's fantastic, so is the SCG. I also think it's just a long way away. But if it starts, if it does continue... It is the World Cup. True. If it does continue to piss down over there, then maybe they uh, they schlep themselves over to uh, sunny Perth. We'll see correct, how we go. Correct. So the grand final will be the MCG. There's been some big games there. So 2020, the women's uh, grand final played there. So, yep. the tw- uh, so uh, that was where Meg Lanning um, and her team uh, beat... England, maybe. Um, they had eight, in the dark, isn't it? 80, 80, 87,000 yeah, people a big, there. Yeah, they had a monster crowd there. So you'd be, you'd be expecting... Katy Perry sung. Katy Perry opened that, didn't she? Very, oh, there you go. Talking about stabs in the dark, and no, you've absolutely a, nailed it, Katy Perry. I know that one. <laughs> one interesting thing I'd like to preview for this World Cup, right? Mm-hmm. So obviously I don't know exactly what I'm talking about with the teams. Of course. That's fine. I'm a footy fan. No, oh, that's what this podcast yeah, is no, about, footy fans watching the cricket. Who, who's going to be wearing what? That's that's what I'm interested yeah, in. Yeah, the kits. I so, like the kits. So the Aussies have got an indigenous um, themed uh, colour strip. Yep. They've got yellow, I'm looking at it now, indigenous print throughout, mm-hmm. and then black arms. Haven't seen that from the Aussies before. No, there you go. They did something on Cricket Australia on their Instagram last tournament, I think. It might have even been for the ODI one. And it was like, rank, fa- rank your favourite ODI strip in history, and they would wear it. And I, th- I can't remember what all It had one, to be the old school, like yeah, the old 70s. Yeah, kid. yeah, it was very, very Canary cool. Yellow. <laughs> Absolutely, Canary Yellow. So, so that's, look, it's a great, you know, 
I think it's a great initiative by Australia, but it's not the best kit that'll be worth. Zimbabwe, he's got yellow jumper, red pants. Mm-hmm. Looks hot. Got to be honest, yep. looks real hot. Yellow jumper, red pants, nice. New Zealand's got old school 90s throwback. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's nice. Yeah, so it's got like the grey, black. Yeah, the black caps, Big nice. collar, couple of stars floating around on the little navel there. Um, and then uh, India's gone back to their really light blue type setup. Light blue. Sri Lanka, yeah, light blue. Sri Lanka have gone with a climate change theme top. Incorporates design elements, highlighting deforestation, melting glaciers to raise awareness for the climate change affecting the world. Now get on your Sri Lanka. Shout well out done. to Sri Lanka. Fair um, who do you think's going to win? I'm talking about favourites. It's, I mean, Australia have had a really poor build up. Yeah, we've had a shocking, we have had a shocking run of things at the moment. England are exceptional. They're a very, very good cricket side. I think their, um, their batting power at the top of their list is just, they can explode. Um, but I, you can't pick against Australia if you're Australian. No, exactly. You can't. So that's what I'm saying. I think we've had a shocking run. England are excellent. India are fantastic, but you know uh, you got to back in the Aussies, don't you? Yes, correct. So five point six million US pot to be carved up for the tournament, right? So with all sixteen teams receiving something, even the guys in five point six million US. Yes, yeah, so that nine eight, million Aussie. Eight or nine, yeah, there you right? go. So the t- tournament winners get two point five Aussie. Two teams that lose the semi final. Six hundred and forty-five thousand. Yeah. I mean, we're starting to get into the realms of um, IPL contracts for individual players right now. Six forty-five yeah, between. Not, yeah, how between, many? Like Fourteen guys yeah. are probably in the squad. And then if you go down the bottom to your Group One Namibians, they're walking away with a packet of chips. Seventy thousand US. Seventy thousand US split across your whole team. Yeah, there you go. Packet of chips. We'll, yeah, we'll cash it in. I've got a couple of, of really random dog. figures, uh, random stats for you for for the tournament. Sure. Right? Um, uh, the ManCAD stuff. So that's oh, yeah, officially, I saw, I've seen a little bit of this. Yep. So that's officially law now, right? Yep. So you can be done ManCADing. Yeah. Oh, look, I don't mind it. I think as a bats, as a batsman, if you're taking the piss and walking, you know, three or four metres down before the bowlers even bowled, if, uh, a warning's tough. Would you? I would There's never, no I warning would ne- now. I would never do it. Yeah, so the warning used to be like, because it's just a long way in for a runner. I was listening to... Um, come and say it the other day and uh, Hazelwood was quoted as saying it's a long way to run in to then turn around for a warning so now that you can just turn around and knock the stumps off if someone's taking the piss we'll get them out but would you, would you do it I would personally not do it Why? Um, well I bowled leg spin and I don't think the batsman's <laughs> running four meters outside the <laughs> crease when I'm rolling in um, but no I just don't think it's in the spirit of the game if personally. someone if someone on your team did it I'd, what? Well, I wouldn't celebrate wouldn't celebrate? No. And what if someone on your team was batting and got out? What would you oh, do? I'd be fuming. It's like, I mean, I'm not a big NBA guy, but I know there's some rules, some unwritten laws about that. It's If you're up by 30 points, you don't just go and windmill off the back of the, you know, <laughs> and do a behind-the-back dunk. It's like you just, you know, you dribble the ball and you play, run the clock out. It's unwritten law, I think. But right. now it's, well, actually, now it's, now it's actually written. Now it's law. <laughs> law. So... Teams failing to bowl their overs. This is a good one. Teams failing to bowl their overs at the allotted time will see an in-match fielding penalty apply with mm. the extra fielder to come inside the ring. Yeah, that's tough. For any overs remaining after the scheduled innings times has passed. So Yeah, that's a be, massive, massive penalty. You could be like four ball, four balls left. You know, you, you try to keep the team under 10 and you've got to bring a fielder inside. That is... It's a good penalty. That's a tremendous penalty. You don't want to drag you on. You don't want no. people calling for drinks and yep. scrubbing the ball up, yep. getting their sandpaper out of their pockets and scrubbing <laughs> it down. Um, uh, batters can now no longer cross between the wickets when a catch is taken. So it used to be hit a ball up, make yep. sure you cross, get the get yep. the existing striker on strike. Yeah. Now it's 
uh, you know, if you hit a catch, You're the new batsman, new batsman comes, comes in, in on a strike. Yeah, that's big. Is I don't mind that. Trying to like get more wickets, basically. Trying to get more wickets, but also like if it's late in the game, you don't you know keep the uh, keep the entertainment going. Yeah. I think. And we've scrapped the boundary countback rule after a draw. Yeah, that's good. So that was done away in uh, 2019 when uh, England won the World Cup on yep. the back of on the back of a countback. Because what happened there? They drew the game, and then the. That like the the points differential was the same, so they went to a how many boundaries? How many you, boundaries you got? And it's a count back. It's a sho- that was a shocking rule. I'm pretty sure it's now a toss of the coin. I could be completely wrong there. I reckon it might be a super over. Hopefully, Jeez, yeah, super that would make a lot exhilarating. That would <laughs> how good's a super over? Oh, yeah. Well, the ODI World Cup last year when a couple of years ago when England won it was a super over. So stay tra- uh, stay tuned this week. You got a uh, group group one stuff coming up. But really, yeah. the, the stay tuned this week for a bunch of blokes who know not a lot about cricket talking about the World Cup <laughs> as if they're experts. Group one is playing this week. I meant the stay tuned to the cricket, but oh, really, yeah, yeah. Real, cricket's but, a real winner today, isn't it? <laughs> But Group Two starts uh, Saturday, Australia first yeah. game. Just who, who I'm going to jump on an underdog. I'd like the Namibians to get up. You, well, <laughs> it, obviously Australia, but I'd. Can look. you get me a couple of Namibians players? Some names, please, Dan. So oh, we so we're going to get a team Namibia. Yeah, we're going to go for team Namibia to work their way out of Group One and potentially claim a few scalps in I'd the like, second round. I'd like to see what they're wearing, Dan. I'd like to see their their kit, and yeah. we want the two best players. And we're going to ride them right home. Yeah. But Team Namibia. Well, they knocked off Sri Lanka the other day, so... Perfect. Um, we get that. Uh, yeah, so that's the World Cup. It's an average kit. Yeah, okay. So we're talking <laughs> oh, hang on English vibes? Yeah, I'm talking... Well, there's a few differences there. Uh, Is it black? I'm not sure. It's like dark blue. There's light there, blue. That's, there's that dark looks, blue. That looks pretty cool. Okay. We're talking... It looks very like, much like England. Yeah, it's an, English, it's an English... Maybe that's of, a good omen. Yeah, it could be. England are good. Maybe it could be. <laughs> oh, I, I just like to back them in. I don't really care, to be perfectly honest, about their number one or two players. But, I do. Uh, okay, understood. <clears throat> Who you got for us, Dan? Uh, sorry, give me... Uh, I'll get it quicker. Good old fashioned race. Jan Frilnick. Jan Frilnick, yep. He's a good player. Frilly. And? Bernard Schultz. Bernard Schultz. 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 So Schultz-y. Bernard Schultz and Jan Frilnick. I've got to be honest, they weren't the names I was expecting from the Namibians, but that's who we've got. We're getting on Jan. And give me the run sheet, please, Dan. Yeah, Thank you go. very much. Okay, so we're on Namibia to work their way out of Group 1 and, uh, and uh, claim a cup. To win? Not to win the tournament. That'd be enormous. <laughs> But jeez, we'd ride it home. Okay, very good. There you go. There's your World Cup preview. Not yeah. the best, but you know what? We we cricket experts have tipped Namibia. <laughs> I will. I will. I will. Just on the back of it, we do have a cricketing expert coming in. I think Thursday. Ask him about how Namibia are going to go. <laughs> what do you reckon he's going to say? All right, uh, that's the cricket done and dusted. What about the NBA? That starts in two days' time, doesn't it? Are you an NBA fan? Oh, massive. No, I. Uh, I'm personally. Who's your team? Give me a team. Uh, I'm a Phoenix Sun. I've, uh, You're a I, Phoenix yeah, son. I went to Arizona and stayed there for a couple of weeks and went and watched Phoenix versus San Antonio. Phoenix lost by 32 points. DeMar DeRozan, I think, had a triple-double and slaughtered it. Uh, but I was wearing number 22 for the Eagles at the time. DeAndre Ayton had just been drafted, was number 22, so I bought his jersey and uh, have, since ever been, have ever since been a Phoenix Suns fan. Oh, that's and just horrible. And two days after I left, they... Uh, 
De- uh, Devin Booker hit a game winner to beat the Celtics that I didn't go to. Oh, perfect. So awesome. thanks for putting it on for Hamish Thank Rachel. you very much. I thought I'd just go through some of the notable Aussies in the NBA just to follow along while footy season's just on the on the back burner. Have a look at some of the Aussies going about their business in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Of course, the old boy, Joe Ingalls. He's a Smoking Victorian. Joe. Yep. That's correct. Milwaukee Bucks. He's with a championship contender over there in Milwaukee. He's playing mm-hmm. alongside. Go for it. No. Giannis Antetokounmpo. This man has more, more vowels in his name than... Uh, I've had my, hot dinners. That is correct. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yep. You know who he is. He's a big... He, play, he won the MVP. The Greek, fr- the Greek freak. There you go. Big, big man. Josh Green, um, after his time playing with... Who did he play with in the AFL? Remember Josh? There was a Josh Green that played in the AFL. Was there? Yeah. Little little redhead. Little ranger. <sighs> little ranger. Look that up, please, Dan. I guarantee you there was a Josh Grant. Uh, but that's not the same Josh. He plays for the Dallas Mavericks, plays alongside MVP favourite Luka Doncic. Yep. Uh, Paddy Mills and Ben Simmons. They're yeah. combined. So this is... Millsy, Simmons. If you're an Aussie and you don't really have a team... That's... Brooklyn Nets at the Brooklyn Nets. Be... Make that three Aussies. Kyrie Irving, born in Melbourne. Wow. Born in Melbourne. Melbourne has got the number one... The most number one draft picks in the NBA of any city on the planet. Melbourne. It. Melbourne. Bogut, Simmons, Kyrie Irving. What? Really? Yep. There's no, there's been no city on the planet, as my facts would tell me, Who's that have had more number one draft picks than Melbourne. Who says that you need an NBA uh, expert to give you stats yeah, here? to give you fat stacks. stacks Josh Green like used to play for Essendon. Yes, he you remember? Did. Oh, yeah, I remember. He had no neck. Yeah. Really, really Looks red a little bit like Carl Langdon. Yeah, that is correct. Yeah, and Brizzy, that is correct. So Paddy Mills and Ben Simmons playing for uh, Brooklyn. No one in America likes Ben Simmons, though, very much. No. Nah. Because he'd be traded from the 76ers. He just didn't play for a year because he was yeah. sick of getting paid $100 million a year to play. Exactly. I remember it was the most one of the most cringeworthy two minutes of television I've ever seen. Inside the NBA is a Big, basically back chat over it's, there. It's, it's shelter footy cast. It's shelter footy cast, but over there, correct. Um, and they were... Ben Simmons, it was his birthday, it was his first year, and he's a massive Essendon fan. And they've got him this, like they've got him a birthday cake, they've got him an Essendon jumper. See if you can find this somewhere online in your own time. But the the inside the NBA crew sing the Essendon theme song to him on his birthday. He's <laughs> <laughs> just, pretty sure it's like Shaquille O'Neal and all these guys singing the Essendon theme song. Oh my God, it was embarrassing. Not not knowing enough about Ben Simmons, but of course he's an Essendon supporter. Yeah, exactly. uh, Matisse Thibault, he is playing with the Philadelphia 76ers. He was crucial in the uh, bronze medal yep. at the Olympics for the Aussies. Mm-hmm. Good defender. Mm-hmm. And there's a few other guys rolling around. Luke Travers is back here in the, yeah, Perth, playing for the Wildcats. Wildcats. He's on an NBA list, but mm-hmm. they've got him playing back here in the NBL just to dominate for a little bit and then get him when he uh, strives up for a bit. So that's the teams. My team is actually the Brooklyn Nets. Is it? That's I, I, disappointing. I, well, is it? I mean, oh, they've got some stars. I mean, Kyrie Irving, Patty Mills, Ben Simmons. Do you reckon like the fact that everyone loves Patty Mills cancels out the fact they all hate Ben Simmons? Yeah, that's Because I point. think he's a lovable man, isn't he, Patty? We tried to get Patty Mills over at back chat. Did you? Didn't that time. I'm like a low blind it. Uh, that's it. Uh, yeah, correct. World Cup preview, NBA, AFLW, plenty to watch here. Shelter mm. Footycast. We'll see you uh, soon. Yeah. All right, yeah. Do you want to give us something to finish with, mate? Jeez, you're throwing me right under the bus here. Uh, do I want to give you something to finish with? No, not really. I don't have much. Goodbye. What have I got for you? Bye-bye. I can see you. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ 
the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com.